0: Hi, I'm Lily. Hi, I'm Camille. And this is a podcast with two canine behavior consultants where we shoot the shit about behavior, dogs, and life. Because sometimes it does go as planned and sometimes it doesn't.
1: Exactly.
0: All right. So today. Okay. We wanted to talk about um why we named the this podcast The Cookie Crumbles. Okay. Deal. Um we're recording it on October 10th, which we may or may not include in the actual recording. Okay. The generic intro we just said, but we'll also just add it. This is a podcast where two canine behavior consultants I shoot the shit about dogs' behavior in life because sometimes it is it goes as planned and sometimes it doesn't. And just talking about it makes it easier to handle.
1: It does. And we decided to name this um, cookie crumbles for a couple of different reasons, but like for me, what stands out is, um, you know, when a cookie crumbles, so a cookie all together is fabulous, right? Like you get your favorite cookie, you're all excited. It's got all the flavors you like. It doesn't matter what it is, but for you, it's perfect. Sometimes little crumbs fall off, right? And those little crumbs and when you break up a cookie it's it's all the little things that go into making the cookie whole if that makes sense absolutely and honestly most of them matter Maybe, maybe some of them less than others but cookie crumbles is all about all the little things that you learn about and do and think about when you're looking for a behavior Mm-hmm. so behavior is your cookie for example or manners are your cookie but yet there's so many tiny details that go into that environment and training and practice and health of the dog health of you what your day was like what the dog's day was like it's so many tiny things that go into making that wonderful final result that's Absolutely. what it is for me that's how I got there how about you
0: no, absolutely. I mean, I think that Michael Chikasio on um, the Buddy and the Dog talked about how uh, one of his episodes was talking about chaos theory, and that really just summed it up for me because life mm-hmm. is chaos theory. The the more yes. you try to and all training is chaos theory. The more <laughs> you try to control it, figure out, make a plan, and get everything structured, the less it fits into that perfect box, and it right has driven me so nuts for so many years trying to fit into that perfect box. And I think I'm crumbling down to do this podcast because I feel like a lot of other people feel the way we feel with how many crumbles there are sometimes and yeah. trying to track up all the crumbles. Yeah. And, and,
1: and I think for you and I, we're trying to make it fun again, yes. you know, like don't get so caught up in all the cookie crumbles. Let's think about them. Let's, let's, you know, think of their import, but yet let's have fun. Let's train. Let's let's work on behavior
0: and understanding it, and and maybe help a few people along the way. Absolutely. Oh my gosh, that would be great. And honestly, <laughs> if you don't help anyone, at least talking to you helps me. So I'm doing this for absolutely. Me, <laughs> <laughs> <And> me too. <laughs> All right. So, um, what? Why don't we start with? You want to end, uh, talk a little bit about Susan Friedman and how uh, she plays into the whole idea of the cookie crumbles if whether she knows it or not <laughs> <laughs> so um
1: so okay so kelly knows that um, susan freeman is my all time favorite person um I, she's so insightful and she's absolutely amazing first let me um, plug her uh, uh website which is behaviorworks.org behaviorworks.org is an amazing website. Now, Susan Friedman, um, doesn't just work with dogs. She, she works with young children as well. Um, I believe she's semi-retired now, but anyway, originally she was working with children as well, but she talks about behavior in a broader sense. So don't think just canines, you think any animal, any person, anything. Um, and one of the cool things that I just, you know, she has, a she's brilliant. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to say she's brilliant, but one of the really, really cool things that I love about her is that she has some very good, um, things. So my number one favorite saying is behavior is a study of one. Yeah. Um, and that to me is just, gosh, it's so, so basic and fundamental and, and, in your building block. So it doesn't matter if it's a person or a dog or a cat or a bird or anything. Alien <laughs> behavior <laughs> is a study of one person, wh- who, that, that one thing that's in front of you, the one animal that's in front of you, for example. So when I think of the cookie crumbles and the and the environment. So um, what's the other saying from uh, Susan, Susan Friedman that you just vacuum said? Behavior yeah. doesn't happen in a vacuum. Exactly. So behavior doesn't happen happen in a vacuum. And and what that means is there's a whole bunch of factors that go into behavior. We, we can't just say it's this, this, or this. We have to really think about all the little things that go into it. Um, like I said, environment, health, um, You know, making sure that basic needs of, of the animal or the person is being met. Um, it, it's just Susan Friedman has a way of looking at behavior that is so fundamental And she's an amazing teacher. She's just an amazing teacher. Like she can um, relate it to you and help you
0: understand it. So we typically want to give the um, line of, we don't always agree with everything we hear from every speaker. Um, But Susan Freeman, I think we do agree with everything she says.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And, and, And I like, I like that line, you know, because here's the thing. I want to listen to other people. Mm-hmm. They might have something I haven't thought of or a different way of looking at something I have thought of. Um, so I, I'm very willing to listen to other people. Susan Friedman is just one you're like, oh, dah! it's Susan Friedman. You know, what she says is like gold. And her her, her understanding and empathy and and really true fundamental understanding of, of
0: situations is just it's an incredible she was born to do this I'm all convinced. right so that is our susan friedman plug for behavior works yeah yeah that yeah. wasn't completely entirely planned but susan friedman always deserves it so yes yeah exactly <laughs> <it. laughs> yes absolutely so i want to also mention another professional and we you hit on it and the reason why i really appreciate what kim brophy has brought to the dog training world is because of One of the reasons is because of her legs acronym. Um, The legs acronym is learning environment, genetics, and self. So we just talked about how dog training in life is chaos theory, how behavior doesn't happen in a vacuum and it's complicated and Mm -hmm. overwhelming. 100%. I want to just bring attention to that life is overwhelming and dog training is overwhelming. We're professionals and we will validate and justify anybody that feels those feels with that said, this acronym helps me organize at least a plan to go into. So Mm -hmm. looking at all of the cookie crumbles, it's fun to think, all right, is this cookie crumble a result of a learning history? And let's use an example because I can see us just talking hypothetically and lost, but biting. So I had a beagle puppy tonight and the owners are extremely annoyed with the nipping. The hard part with this is there are so many cookies crumbles with puppy nipping. Mm-hmm. One, there's teething. There is, um, wow. what does their day look like? And we'll probably get into this. Or I'm sure there will be All episode. the puppy
1: excitement. All the, <laughs> I mean, there's right? so many things. Yeah.
0: But because there are so many things, when the owners are telling me what they're seeing, I'm wondering, all right, did the dog learn this was appropriate? And I, mm. I kind of suss it out by wondering what happens after. Because if the behavior is mm-hmm. reinforced after, and that's a whole nother podcast. We'll talk Air. about reinforced. Totally fair. Then <laughs> you know it could be a learned behavior. Another could be an environment. If the house has a lot of people coming and going, and the people there are as energetic as I am and encourage this energy, you know, mm-hmm. I think environment encouraging some nipping.
1: Or, or the lack of that environment being stimulating enough to use that's, up some I of that think, puppy honestly, energy. Yeah. Yep. I think that's honestly, that's oftentimes very much. Thank yeah. you so much. <laughs> I
0: love Christine Young created a really great enrichment guide with puppy care company in Carlsbad, California. And I love what she's created with enrichment, but so that's environment. And yeah, you're 100% correct. I really do think that this dog needs some more enrichment in his life. Yeah. Uh, the other one of the legs is genetics, which if we're yep. talking about this particular case, case, we're looking at a beagle. They don't tend to be more of a bitey breed, so I didn't think this was more of a breed-specific behavior. What are your Mm -hmm. thoughts on that? Because this is a conversation about genetics that is really kind of up in the air a lot in the dog training world. It's kind of becoming a curse word, whether it's significant or not significant, and (laughs) argue about it because that's what we do. So what are your thoughts, Camille?
1: Well, when you think about genetics, though, yeah, I think about the beagle breed, and I think, okay, so they're not typically a, a biting breed but I also think about genetics in terms of the mother and the father and the mother and the socialization, you know, what is that? Um, So I am a big believer and I could find the study if you need it, but the study about when mothers carry the puppies in their, in their womb, they're feeding on the same um, chemicals and stuff that are stressing the mother out. Like if she's nervous and she's trying to find food and, and, or she's completely complacent and happy and snugly warm. And the the puppies feel that So, And it's been proven. They actually are born with that same kind of mentality. Even after they're born, The the milk that they nurse influences their behavior. So yes, I think of a beagle genetics, but I, I often think of what was, what was the mom's life like
0: mm-hmm.
1: and what was the socialization genetics like, you know, like, you think about things getting turned on or, or not even being.
0: I love. Do you know what, what I saying? mean? Like, yeah. And I want. I I'm gonna put. Let's find that that um research paper. Oh, cause uh, yeah. Because yeah. additionally, Janet Cutler she taught me uh, about a study that um they exposed two pregnant bitches to a noise, and mm-hmm. one of the pregnant moms was given treats after it. The other one was shocked. Mm-hmm. And Aww. the puppies with the mom that was shocked came out being sensitive to those sounds, whereas the puppy with the mom that was giving treats and there were no stress hormones induced after the sound association totally made, calm and cool. comfortable and exactly. So
1: here's here's the one I was thinking about, and this I learned this a lot ages ago when I first started training, but it was about two moms, one really fearful and one very stable and comfortable and and you know could handle the environment. They had, they gave birth to a litter of puppies. They switched the puppies. So all of the comfortable mom puppies went to the fearful dog and all the fearful dogs went to the comfortable mom. And what ended up happening, every single puppy was fearful. Really? So it shows the power of that influence. And and I can't say it's just, you know, milk or the or the way the mother acted or anything it's got to be something chemical you know and I'm not a veterinarian so or you know I don't understand all that stuff but that it was very clear that all the puppies became fearful I also sorry as an aside I think it shows how strong fear is as an emotion of um, an emotion that causes behaviors
0: 100% and honestly like I was even thinking about this for me In the sense of, think about your clients. And if I asked you, remember your last difficult case, you're going to have that appear immediately. There's going to be no hesitation. You probably (laughs) have it in your mind already, right? But I ask you, think about your last fun case. Yes, yeah. I see what you're doing. It takes so much more work and that pisses me off to no extent right now. My life? Yes. Because if my brain could pull up the positivity a lot quicker, which hey, I'm on therapy and I will talk about my therapy path and and because I do think that honestly, I don't know if it was before COVID, but we're normalizing the level of chaos and difficulty and just why that we're all living <laughs> sure you know? absolutely so i want to normalize that um but yeah everything you described so they experienced potential trauma and mm-hmm. that's getting out of it is so difficult
1: yes yes that does it, bring us it's to the so last much time. more difficult than it is easy yep. to have something wonderful happen Do you know what I mean? Like it it just makes a bigger
0: punch, kind of 100%. I use that analogy a lot. And I can't remember who I got this from, but I say that whenever, say, you're training crate work, right? And you want to teach them that the crate's not scary, you need to practice so many more times of going in Mm -hmm. the crate, coming back out. Mm -hmm. And every time you do, it's a $5 deposit. But every time right. you put your dog in and they're stuck, that's a $15 withdrawal. You to <laughs> recognize that your deposits are always cheaper than your withdrawals. Your withdrawals yeah. are always more expensive. And using that analogy, it somewhat makes it clearer, at least in my head. I haven't had clients complain yet. So there's positive. Yeah. Um yeah. So I, I do. I, I think it's really important. Yeah. Yeah. Very much
1: so. It's very much like um Susan Friedman. And building big trust accounts, you mm-hmm. know, like mm-hmm. you, you work so hard to build these accounts, but honestly, when you're doing all the right things and you're doing the positive things, and fortunately they're small deposits, but when you have to use part of that account, like you, you have a credit, basically, it's going to take a pretty big credit, mm-hmm. which is kind of like our situation now. Maybe and I got, got this nice, freedom. wonderful world. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maybe, no, no I, I love
1: I love the bank account idea because it, it really, you know, credits and debits. It just makes sense.
0: Yeah. But I took her LA course back in like oh, 2018, maybe, or 2017. So maybe I got this from her. Um, it's hard to give credit. And honestly, all other trainers, if you're feeling that pressure too, I struggle with giving everyone that I learned credit from what I've got because absolutely
1: our,
0: our techniques so unique. Mm-hmm. It's just a struggle that I wish that we were kinder to each other about, but Neither yeah, agree. no, I totally agree. And right. and
1: giving other trainers, um, recognition for that, I would do it in a heartbeat. So if I yeah. miss anything along the way, it's
0: not on purpose. Absolutely. And if, because um, if I'm a huge fan of that, podcast, talk about a technique that you're like, Hey, I actually developed that. Then please reach out.
1: <laughs> yes, absolutely.
0: Like don't talk to us about it. Um, yeah. you know, honestly, we're going to make mistakes on this podcast and we don't want to be, um, you know, crit- like, well, we're going to get criticized. We're, there's no way around that, but oh,
1: yeah.
0: we're going to keep telling you that we're going to make mistakes. And yes, please tell us we're making mistakes. It's fine, but it, no one's perfect. Right. So if we say one thing wrong, or it's just so easy to be victim to, to be villainized in the dog world right now, that's true. Sure. And Absolutely. So I'm going to say that Camille and I are taking a giant jump trying to do this, but Hey, we're going to see how it goes. Welcome to episode yeah. one, uh, you <laughs> Back on task, which is legs right I, now. Um, yes. <laughs> so we we're talking genetics about genetics Yes, exactly. Thank you. Which is the self. Mm-hmm. And I will say self is probably the most difficult part of the legs for me. So the way that I explain it is I'm an extrovert, clearly, and Brie, my girlfriend's an introvert. I'm not going to put introvert. her. In, and you are too. So here, I'm. If Camille and I went to a group of people, I'm going to be loud, boisterous. I'm going to be talking to people. I'm going to like try to encourage people to talk to because I just like doing that. Like, come on. Camille's going to be in the corner waiting until she feels comfortable and then she'll, she might speak talking up. Talking to Brie. <laughs> 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 yeah, are talking to each other. Yeah, talking to Brie. <laughs> so really, and and I'm not going to say, Camille, you must be different. Go be a different person. If I needed Camille to start being more active in that group, it needs to be a different process than it would be for an extrovert. Mm -hmm. That's the kind of information that we're looking at for canines and it's difficult.
1: So what if you yelled at me and told me you need to do this right now. And you know, you're a horrible person. If you don't start, you know, talking to everybody in
0: the room and dancing and, and smiling and, you know, being little miss it. And this is why we get along so well, Camille, because neither one of us would respond well to that training style. Yeah, no. You know, but <laughs> no. I would venture to say, and this is something that I would love to talk to you about, and and really we possibly have a podcast about it, that there are some learners. I played hockey with a few guys that they respond to that teaching style really well. Yeah. Right. Now, the hard part when you bring that to the canine world is who does it appropriately, and that is an argument you're going to see across the board. I don't want to not mention it because there are some human learners that I see that that works appropriately. I don't huh? use that for canines because when I teach that to the handlers and the, the average Joe, they're going to abuse it. Mm-hmm. So it's a really good point. And I just want to put that side note in. No, I totally agree.
1: I totally agree. It, it, you know, when you talked about switching to canine, you can't switch to canine until you think about working with the human that it goes with canine, you know, exactly. so you have to find that in between and you have to be able to, um, you have to understand that it, even if you were going to suggest anything about punishment, it just, it, the, the human side of it takes over, right? Yeah. And, they, and they they get reinforced by saying, this is the way you need to do it. And, mm-hmm. and the poor dog may not be that that type of self that can handle it. No, and um I also it, like it's too I, complex. I,
0: the thing is, like I would love if we have balanced trainers that enjoy listening to us speak, right? So I right. don't want to say that we're saying this is impossible because we know there are talented people out there, but we also know that we have a lot of cases because of people abusing mm-hmm. balance training. Um so we'll fi- I'll gladly have the conversation and we'll talk to people. But I just I, I don't want to say one way is right or wrong. This mm-hmm. is part of the crumbles. This is why we're yeah. doing podcast because we want to just have the conversation so it's not you follow this person and they're right in everything they say and do there right. are some things that Kerri right. says that I disagree with you know mm-hmm. I love I the thoughts the dog training world absolutely I don't disagree with anything Susan Friedman ever says but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too <laughs> but you know I, there's going to be things that everyone disagrees with on this podcast yes absolutely to try to fit in that perfect box it mm-hmm. doesn't exist. So I think that this podcast is exposure therapy in a sense for us to try to not fit in that perfect box.
1: But with well, that said- I think it's, it's also like, you have to like, you have to listen so that you can, you might pick one little thing out, you know, that's like, Oh, I think I can work with that. You know, mm-hmm. on my own terms, didn't have to be exactly the way they did it, but I can do it on my own terms. I, that's why I keep searching. Um, and, and, and listening and educating and trying to pay attention to all the things that are going on in the dog world, because what if I got some wonderful little thing that can help my clients? You know, we're learning new things every single day and, and you never stop learning ever, ever. I was in a, um, I was in a thing online one time and i uh, a, a mentee here in our area. was like, she was messaging me going, why are you here? I'm like, well, I might learn something you know and she's like no i had no idea you'd be here she's like i don't have like the stuff you know but and i'm like that's okay i might still learn something you know you'd never mm-hmm. know and that's why i listen um and, and that's as long as the cookie crumbles as long as there are all those tiny little pieces mm-hmm. we can always learn always
0: there's, and you know what there's... i like about this analogy as well the cookie still tastes good without all the crumbles there's some <laughs> crumbles that we can just throw out that yep. happened. I don't need to know why I don't need to know how I am managing a situation. That's not happening again. That might bite you in the butt, but Hey, there are some times that it works. And there are some times look at my finger and I'm pressing them all over
1: the counter, trying to get everything. Yeah. crumble there is. <laughs> right. And you know, right. honestly,
0: the hard part with training dogs is there's always a human component. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. you mentioned this Camille, as far as like, we have to think about the human first. So we do board and trains. Well, I do board and trains because it's really good money. So if you're a dog trainer, it does good money. Um, The hard part is I can teach a dog to go to a mat. I can teach them any behavior in the book, right? Like there's so many resources to figure out if I don't know how to do it, I can learn how to do it. But teaching the owners to replicate what I do here, that's difficult. Mm -hmm. And If you plan on sending your dog to a boarding train program, it's really important that you and the trainer you're sending your dog to vibe and understand each other. And if they're using techniques that they're telling you and promising you, no, trust me, I'll teach you how this works, but you already know it doesn't feel good, trust yourself because dog training is expensive. Oh my gosh, it's expensive. So, really make an educated decision when you're going into it. And I include that, include that for clients coming to us. Like I tell all Mm -hmm. my clients, please take everything I say with a grain of salt. There's too many crumbles at any given point. With that said, I speak to you frequently about behavior and we Mm -hmm. see success because we've done this for so long and are able to see which crumbles matter more. Mm -hmm. I will even venture to say that if it's in my home, I need your help to see what cookie crumbles matter more too, because yes. when you're sick of it, I can't see all of them and having mm-hmm. that outside eye does really help.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. And I think that's why we confer with each other so often, you know, just like, okay, you know, have I missed anything? Have I covered everything? I, I think that's part of the fun actually for me I, anyway.
0: <laughs> I, I, one of the most fun things for me is figuring out what the humans are trying to get. Cause when I can get their goals and I can just shape the training plans so that they're happy. I think I've had most successful clients when I tell them, put your dog in the crate from this time to this time for a nap and put them in the crate. <laughs> and it's okay. <laughs> yes. And honestly, <laughs> I think that was all they needed out of the sick session package. Granted, their dog knows how to sit, come, recall, blah, 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 right? But all they really needed to hear was give your dog a freaking nap. So- <laughs> yeah. And then it's okay. Permission, I yeah. think, you know, yeah. to do it right. So no, this isn't simple. No we're not saying that everyone is always right. Cause absolutely. We're definitely not saying that we're saying that yeah. everyone can be wrong. <laughs> right. Um, I like using the legs. I think that the majority of our foundational training probably comes from behavior taught by Susan Friedman. Um, mm-hmm. but also I kind of wanted to mention cause cookie crumbles. My last name is Keebler. <laughs> and my father's my was cookie so this just felt like a really great title to the that's podcast that's right yeah <laughs> I like it I like it <laughs> um because this is such a broad topic and we'll be honest Camille and my uh lack specialty what's the opposite of specialty is there an opposite of um, specialty weakness
1: let with weakness.
0: I feel like what it's a slightly. To, where are you going with this? <laughs> is okay. our um ability to go off into five thousand different rabbit holes at once? So, so yeah. listening to our podcast, you might get Oops. slightly annoyed if we get off task. We're always going to try to get back on. Um, this podcast, the title being "Cookie Crumbles" because we're trying to talk about all the crumbles. This may seem slightly unorganized as well. But we just wanted to give you a reason and kind of give you a vibe of who we are. You might have heard that from the introduction if you're still here. So thank you for joining us. Um, this is so complicated. We could talk about this for hours. So oh, yeah. are there any other parts? Because really, I organize everything into legs. That doesn't make it easier for me. And then I,
1: that's what I like most about legs, I think, because it like categorizes things for me. Mm-hmm. Um. And we can talk about this another time too, but I, I often use um like a uh pet harmonies um enrichment um chart. Okay. One of the reasons I do is simply because when you have a behavior and you're trying to figure out why is this behavior happening, you can see what needs are being met with that behavior. Yeah. And and not not necessarily that it's an enrichment, but training. Like, so so you take a behavior and you think, okay, why, why is this dog jumping? And you're like, you know, okay, these are, these are the different reasons. Mm -hmm. I want to use Susan Friedman's um, version of find out why it's happening. Help give that same feeling to the dog, the happiness that, for example, in jumping, that they want to get close to you. They want to be, you know, up near you, give them that same feeling, but do it in an appropriate manner if that makes sense. No, absolutely. Um, one of the things I like about that most of all is that also back to Susan Friedman, he has a um, behavior, feedback and revision. Mm-hmm. And, and that's kind of um, I was teaching a class the other night for other trainers. And, and I was trying to explain to them one of the most important parts of when you figure out a behavior, you figure out why it's happening and what and the behavior that you would prefer instead Mm -hmm. The revision part is so important Mm -hmm. because that comes into the self. So that individual dog, it might not work for that individual dog. But when you start trying to put that, I'm not sure if that makes sense. Does that make sense? So (laughs) like when, you know, that dog's jumping, for example, maybe that dog's not jumping because they're so excited to see people. Maybe Mm -hmm. the dog just likes to jump right? There are other reasons for it. Absolutely,
0: Exactly. So if you
1: try to do it just to give them attention, for example, to stop the jumping, you need to go back and and look at the revision and think, huh, is that really working? If it's not, we have to do something different. So I really appreciate that about um, the
0: pet harmony when when they use their, they have, yeah, pet harmony. I was trying to take a note because we're going to add the pet harmony worksheet into the show notes as well.
1: Yeah, and it's about enrichment, but I feel it's um, it kind of you can use it for enrichment, but you can also use it for behavior. All right. Um,
0: and and because you're making me curious now, I don't think I've seen it before.
1: Yeah, I was teaching enrichment in um, my class the other night, and I wanted them to make sure I wanted to make sure that they go back and look at um, whether what they're doing is working, mm-hmm. right? Because if it's it, you can put anybody into a, you know, this is the way you do it. This is the way you train it. This is the way it's supposed to work. Yeah. But if you don't go back and check it and make sure it's working, (laughs) right. And that's your bad.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm laughing right now because you just said a line that I use to a lot of people when they ask me if I can say no. And I love that line in the sense of, is it working? Because if you're saying no and it's not working, then stop saying it. If you're saying, yeah. no, it's not working, you're probably going to raise your voice. You're probably going to get louder. You're probably get, get louder. <laughs> like, yep. There's a yep. rabbit hole. So 100%, yes. you know, if it's not working, then don't, let's avoid insanity. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. And that's what I liked most of all about that.
0: Um, and that brings us to another thing that I think is important to just remember as part of the cookie crumbles. And we mentioned a little, but the human aspect in the sense mm-hmm. of, Nobody knows what anyone else is going through for anyone to tell. And I tell my clients this a lot. And like, I kind of have to keep reminding myself. It's so much easier to tell my clients than tell myself this, but for anyone to tell you the right way to raise your dog, it's erroneous. Like there is no right way. They don't know how you feel. They don't know if you have kids. And even if they do, they don't know how you live with your kids. Like there are so many different factors that go into every single decision we make that Mm -hmm. to think training is as simple as do this two plus two means four. It's absurd when I don't Mm -hmm. even know it's got to be easy to get out of bed tomorrow morning. You know what I mean? Right. These people to just potty train your dog. It's pretty straightforward. No, if you're having a hard time, you're having a hard time. Right. And, And validate it. Allow yourself to just accept that and stop fighting it because the more we beat ourselves up, the less we want to do it. And that's another so many crumbles of the stupid cookie. And I say stupid because yeah. I'm frustrated thinking about how lack of control we have.
1: Right. But but then again, it, I mean, let's face it, cookies are honestly a chemical reaction of of all the parts you put into it. Yeah. You know, like it it all comes together to be a final behavior kind of mm-hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and it depends on how much of each thing you put into it and how long you, you know, cook it at what heat. And Mm -hmm. there's so many different little things, Mm -hmm. even if you have, so like if I had someone who was having trouble with potty training, is the person having trouble because of their experience or is the dog having trouble because of their experience Mm -hmm. or are they both having trouble? Exactly. I mean their learned behavior throughout their entire life, for example, the human affects how they're training that dog. 100%. Oh my gosh. That's
0: so, you know what I
1: mean? Like they've never, maybe they've never tried to teach another human how to body train or
0: also like uh, how many times do we walk into consultations and we have to say, yes, you've had dogs your entire life, but we're learning so much more and it's very different than what it used to be. Right. Right. Just oh my gosh. And you brought me back to the S in legs. We also didn't mention it also takes in, are you sick? Are you in pain? Are you on medication? Mm-hmm. And all of the other things that can go into the individual dog, right? So right. yeah, you're absolutely that's such a good point, Camille.
1: Well, and then when you get into training, I mean, you know, again, you've got self for the human and self for the dog. So it's oh my gosh, there's yeah. so many factors, right? Yeah. So many factors. So when you think about potty training, for example. You know, of course you're going to go back to the basics, but when the basics don't work, you got to start thinking outside the box. You can't just think this is the way I was taught to teach potty training. you mm-hmm. you got to, okay, there's something here. We got to find the click. And that's what behavior is about. I think that's, that's
0: why I love behavior. Love I want to ask you right now, just because whenever someone says they're struggling with potty training, just because I think my recent experience, but, or if you've been doing this for a long time, I automatically assume it's a small dog. You have a toy breed, don't you? <laughs> back your head if you hear someone saying they're having issues
1: I will say they are more challenging than big dogs yeah absolutely (laughs) I think maybe
0: it's because they're tiny bladders (laughs) I don't know oh my gosh yeah (laughs) well and also I think that small dogs can get out of sight so much easier you know well and we tend
1: to think small dogs don't need training the way big dogs do Mm -hmm. because they're so much more manageable right because they're Mm -hmm. smaller yeah. So, so we don't tend to put the same effort into training them that we do big dogs because everybody's like, well, my dog's, you know, 50 pounds at this point. I got to mm-hmm. make sure they're not pulling on leash or whatever. Or when he
0: pees, he pees a river and priorities 100%. Right? And that goes into it, the whole yeah. too. What is my client's priority? Because mm-hmm. I have very yeah. different priorities. And how it's, oh, that's a whole podcast we can talk about. This is fodder <laughs> for future podcasts. Exactly. Um, Yeah, no, I think the human component is a part that I will constantly doubt myself for because we'll never know. And thinking glass- How do you mean doubt yourself? Because there are so many things that I don't know. I'm constantly thinking about what I missed.
1: Mm. I I have to challenge that one.
0: Please do. I would love you to.
1: Absolutely. There are things that we don't know. Absolutely. Mm -hmm we cannot possibly know everything. But I think part of our job is to think about the things we don't know. Do you know what I mean? So like if this particular person or dog is not fitting into the the parameters that we set, you know, that are that are our basics, Mm -hmm. it's our job to like I said, think outside the box. And I don't think you should I don't think you should doubt yourself.
0: So no when it comes to the dog I'm confident, you know, like, yes, I gave them right. the techniques. I know I've worked with other dogs. I know I, if it doesn't work, I'll understand why when they tell me it doesn't work and, and I'll be able to put together why this technique isn't working, but it's, yeah. And try this time. one
1: instead kind of thing. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Or your timing is a little off or you're using it at the wrong times and we need to build it when the dog's more calm. Like there's all those things that can go into why a technique itself isn't working. It's mm-hmm. more when I walk into a home and the whole family's sitting there and the mom says, you're working with him tonight, just the dad. And they're standoffish. Yeah. yeah. that I'm just like, what did I miss? Did my last session go bad? And granted, they probably have sports and school and mom has a, a work thing and blah, 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 blah. But in my head, I'm like, oh crap. I screwed up last time. I must've done something wrong last time, which is why they don't want to be with me tonight because I'm the dog trainer. I'm fun. Come on. Now. See, but you're second guessing yourself. Oh, I, okay. The first thing I think about that
1: is the mom who usually does most of the work, let's face it. The mom's the one that usually meets with us. The mom's the one that usually trains. Okay. Usually, not always, not always. Knows, by any means. But yeah,
0: majority of times it is absolutely But moms
1: tend to run the household, you know, yeah. but. I think of it as, hey, my husband's home. I need you to train with him right now because it's the only time he can see you. Or I need you to I need him to understand what we're doing all the other days, if that makes sense.
0: No, absolutely. And I I don't automatically think it's it's because of a problem. I think you are much better at being glass half full than I am at this current point in our lives. <laughs> Think so. Hey, you got me on here, and I you know me. I don't. Yeah. You know, this <laughs> is why this works so you well, know. <laughs> Camille. Uh, I think, yeah, no, I it's it's there's so many stupid crumbles. Yeah, yeah. I want to know all of it, and there is nothing to know. There is no mm-hmm. right way to do this. I would have mm-hmm. loved my mother to have the manual for raising your daughter to be a well-rounded. Complete adult, because holy crap, adult it sucks, <laughs> right?
1: You know? So I'm I am getting a second a second chance with my grandson because if I had known all of this like about behavior when I raised my kids, maybe I'd have been more successful. <laughs> but, but I use it with my grandson every time I'm with absolutely. him. Every well, single time, it gives me more me. patience. It helps me think. It helps me think. Okay, why is he doing that? And when I understand why he's doing it, then I can help him do something
0: different that's safer or healthier or whatever. You know and what I mean? In another Susan Friedman line, which is the learner's always right. I use that. Yes. Adoles- because. I love because that one. Adolescent Border Collie, who I love. So. Um and annoy And he annoys me a lot right now too. Um, he is always right. And what I mean by that is. Yep. If I bend down over him, and he looks up with me. We call them black bean eyes. And, and this mm-hmm. could be a podcast in itself in the sense of he's getting into, I think I want to bite you mode. Right, right. And it's that freeze, like wide eyed. I suspect with border quality, sensitivity is a space and pressure. But with that said, he's right. I can't mm-hmm. be like, I'm your mother. Don't feel this way. No, I can't do that. The learner right. is. Right. So Pluto is right in telling me with his black bean eyes and bumblebee lips that you come closer, I'm going to feel the need to bite you, lady. And I need to respect that. And yes, yeah,
1: absolutely. Him.
0: And yes, I have a dog that I know if I handle incorrectly, he can bite me. We all do. Even yeah, absolutely. that are sleeping over there. Do it would take a lot, lot, a <laughs> lot, so good. lot, lot, lot <laughs> more to get them to that point, but never say never in dogs. And it's just a whole nother podcast of the crumbles that we see in the cookie oh yeah most definitely
1: most definitely um I, I think you know like for example I, when none of my kids ever had a temper my grandson has a temper mm-hmm. and I'm like okay I gotta learn how to handle this right because I'm I'm pretty calm laid back I'm like yeah whatever but I
0: don't it want to surprise cookie. me that none of your kids ever had a temper you know, I, I know you and you, I will tell anyone you are the nicest person I've ever met. Like, Oh, you're that, a mess. A you, in your body, even you when you're trying to be mean, you're like, eh. <laughs> like it's, just so it's okay. Awful. I'll pay you later for all that.
1: <laughs> but I mean, like Daphne has a hard head. She's very, um, she's a very strong woman, mm-hmm. but no one ever got just angry. My grandson gets angry. Mm-hmm. And so I've worked really hard to just help him kind of relax. You know like hey that's not really a big deal why don't we do this or how about you know and and working with trades you know like he had he had the remote the other day i gave him his own set of car keys you know that are safe car keys they're real but they don't go to any car that's around here (laughs) you know it is like you you learn to do things that are acceptable to help the the learner through that moment because he's the one that tells me whether you know he can handle it or not and nine times out of ten he's like oh Okay, and then he just smiles, and he
0: laughs, and he giggles, and you know, I'm like, oh, yeah. What's no, wrong with this? Right? Because this is this is a behavior case, and, and oh, this, it is. Trust all me, it, he crumbles, but even all the time, particular anger, right? Yeah, you're, you're teaching coping mechanisms by it sounds like redirection, to, mm-hmm. right? Yep. In those and, particular cases, yeah, and and you know what his reinforcement is, meaning you know what he will be easily redirected to, right? As he continues to mature, that's going to change hmm and that's, and that's where when it gets it. hard yes and yes one yes 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 100 mm-hmm. i get calls and camille i would be surprised if it was different for you between seven and nine months is mm-hmm. my dog's completely different i don't know who this dog is and i don't know what happened but he used to sit when i said sit and now he's not doing anything and my answer is he just entered high school
1: this is yes worse. He's, he's a teenager, or he's yeah. a preteen,
0: or he's a yeah, yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> cool. I mean, we're, we're usually more polite, but in the back of our head, we're like, yeah, this is gonna be an uphill battle the next year. Yeah. Mine
1: today was a 10 month old, and I'm like, oh,
0: you got a lot going on here, especially the teenage years. Yeah, yeah well, I'll even venture to say I'm more nervous for families between one and a half and two because what I tell people and what I've been seeing, this is completely anecdotal, and I would love your take on this. Mm-hmm. I say that dogs enter high school between seven and nine months, and then they enter Good. college between a year and a half and two. And so the, yeah. the young, dumb puppy that, or the young, dumb teenager, adolescents, like, I don't want to do that. And let me show you, I'm really silly. And I'm going to go this way. And I don't want to do it all gangly and long legs. Yes. And yeah. Yeah. Come a year and a half to two, we start seeing, I don't want to do that. And let me tell you why. And it's a lot more confident, I think yes. is the term I'm going to use the label I'll use right now. Um, and it really, I think that the majority of our clients are between the ages of seven months and three years because the frontal lobe closes Mm -hmm. at three years old. So we get a lot less surprises after that age.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right. And I think even, oh yeah,
1: absolutely. And I told the lady today, I was like, okay, so, you know, you've got a, a, a 10 month old, very, very fearful dog who is trying to learn to cope but has nothing to work with and and she's Mm -hmm. tried i don't mean that she hasn't tried she in fact she's worked with another trainer and the trainer referred her to me because they've done everything they can possibly think of and i'm like okay let's go back to basics let's just start we're going to start teaching confidence and we're going to start teaching you know behaviors that the dog can do to feel comfortable with not Mm -hmm. and i don't want to tell the dog that you have to do this because it's going to make you feel comfortable Exactly. Right? Could, try telling a adolescent
0: that, right? Try telling your teenager you're going to feel better is- after you clean your room. So go right. clean your room. This is what works. <laughs> yeah, go clean your room. It'll make you feel better. But hey, I, I do see some I, parents teach that way, and some kids respond oh, well. I don't I know what else do. is going on in that house.
1: What <laughs> <But laughs> if, if you want to make sure you're teaching so that that particular person, animal, whatever really does feel better afterwards. and that's
0: learning. that's really reaching mm-hmm. the animal where they are one hundred percent like part of the cookie crumbles that makes us so complicated during that age is at that point at ten months when the canine has already been in adolescence for at least two years, right, the amount of learned behavior and trying to fix it and trying to make all of it better. Creates a dog that is just in cortisol overload, just so much.
1: A lot of going on. Yeah. Can't
0: function. So, even though the dog has the capability, when you say, What's two plus two? and they can tell you the answer, right then and there, in that point in life, they don't because Mm -hmm. it's heavy and life is hard. It's like a COVID puppy, essentially. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So part of the cookie crumbles for us and for some of these cases, my answer is I'm going to give you two techniques, the name game and enrichment. And I'll see you in two weeks. I want to see what this looks like after just using the name game and enrichment. a little bit of focus.
1: Yeah. A little yeah. bit of focus and a little bit of exercise. <laughs> exactly. Mental. Just getting yeah.
0: the dog to be capable of working because I get information and this is Leslie McDevitt helped me get to this point. Leslie McDevitt's pattern games are beautiful in helping you understand Creating a conversation with the dog of, are you capable right now on this point? Can you handle it? Yeah, exactly. So Mm -hmm. if I only give them enrichment and the name game and the rest of the consultation is how to avoid these situations, how to handle these situations, blah, 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 blah. By week two, I now know where the dog can't handle the name game. So now I know I need to do some more work outside of there. You know, I Mm -hmm. have so much more information. We get so much more information when the training plan doesn't work than when it does Mm -hmm. work sometimes. Well, and I do that a lot in my consultations. I'll give them really basic, you know, mm-hmm.
1: eye contact, up and down game, name game, you know, just so they can start practicing it. Mm-hmm. And then, at you know, by the time we get to the first lesson, I have an idea of what I want my training plan to look like, but their feedback is going to really tailor the training plan. Like, this is where we need to get. So this is how we're going to get there. But, you know, they excelled, for example, in this part. Okay all right, perfect. Let's skip that part and keep, and move on this way. Mm -hmm. It just, um, I love giving it as part of my consultation. I think sometimes people think like behavior consultations are just about gathering information. Mm -hmm. And for me, they're not, it's about getting them started with some basic understanding your dog kind of things Mm -hmm. and and your dog understanding you, you know, and and a conversation between the two. Mm -hmm. So that by the time I actually get there to start training, boom, they're already, they're already talking. 100%.
0: 100%. Yeah. And honestly, like, I think that that is, thank you for saying that because I've doubted myself. Some of my consultation, I, I doubted myself shocking. Um, <laughs> you're talking about how, you know, I don't give, I, I, it's not all behavior seeking because, I want to see how the dog handles what they're doing. And if the owners are frustrated with what they're doing, like everything you just said. Mm -hmm. How Um, smooth is it going? How easy is it going? Can we progress? Do we need to stop that? Let me ask you something, Camille, along because you just said something and this is cookie crumbles. So we can be broad today. So I'm going to go slightly off topic. But you mentioned that you teach dogs and owners, watch me. Do you still teach people mm, that? Not watch me. To look? Well, so
1: I do it as a voluntary behavior. Okay. So I never put it on cue. Oh, thank you. I was curious. Yeah, about- I don't do watch oh, me. You. In fact, this client today learned, look at that. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't want to put it on cue. If it I, want it to, I want it to be a natural voluntary, mm-hmm. like I see that dog. Hey mom, there's a dog, you know? Yeah. I, I don't, I don't want the person to have to say, oh, look, look at that. You absolutely. Know I, mean? yeah, yeah, not absolutely. That I don't mean to say that bad about look at that. No. Leslie McDavid is the queen. She's wonderful, mm-hmm. and, and I use her pattern games all day long. But I'm a huge fan of voluntary behaviors mm-hmm. because once you teach a voluntary behavior, now you've given the dog something they can do without being told what to do.
0: One hundred percent. And vo- voluntary behaviors are something that's in her book. Like she really goes with that, um, yeah. and even goes into why she uses a cue and and. What I will say, because I want to, before we jump into another topic, which we probably should start closing soon. Um, <laughs> but with that said, I want to just layman in terms of what we were talking about. So uh-huh. there is a watch me cue that if you're traditional, yeah. you study traditional child training, this is what our technique used to be. Make the dog watch me. Don't look at the scary thing. Yes. And what yes. We have found. Is it created a lot of conflict? And I don't know, this analogy probably came from a drinking from the toilet podcast with Hannah Veronica, but I use it frequently. And say that I have my my watch as a shock bracelet and there is a black widow crawling towards me. But if I look away from you, I'm going to get shocked.
1: I'm going to mm-hmm. start
0: hating you. I'm really going to start hating you. Right? I so now you get the shock
1: and you've got the black
0: widow. Exactly. And like,
1: Whoa. There's so, yeah, so much stress and so much yes. tension and so much. I don't know what to do.
0: 100% so doctrine that's where learned helplessness happens oh we that's a whole nother podcast that I want to talk about and even that <laughs> oh my god yeah
1: I- yeah when when you think about like you know someone saying look at me look at me look at me and there's a scary thing back behind them and you're asking them to put their back to the scary thing to me that's unrealistic no look no. all you want just look back at me and and I'll help you, you now
0: the- there are doctrines that can create this Mm -hmm. there are dog trainers that are patient and they work through it and they the when it's done correctly it's done at the dog's pace meaning you're not
1: level threshold
0: where they're looking back and you're saying no you must and they're feeling all the conflict right a lot of people say positive reinforcement training should look like paint drying it should be boring Laura Nativo and her colleague created a whole positive reinforcement show I think they have 8 episodes recorded and produced and ready to go, but no network will pick them up because stupid positive reinforcement is boring to watch.
1: So <laughs> slow. No yeah.
0: drama, there's no conflict, there's no dogs being abused, which oh my gosh, let's watch that. Mm-hmm. That, that yeah. was sarcasm if you guys aren't watching. <laughs> podcast if you're listening to that, that was sarcasm. I am very annoyed at the state of dog it's it's, it's annoying. Yeah. Um so like there are things that work well, but that's mm-hmm. not what you're seeing on social media. That's not oh. what shoved down your face. Um, mm-hmm. and that's a whole nother rabbit hole. Holy crap. I think that's actually our next episode. Our next episode, we're gonna be talking about um, you are your own pedestal and you're allowed to feel the way you feel. So that kind of goes into that. Um, mm-hmm. this one for the cookie crumbles, though, I wanted just to, I guess we should start recapping because yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I I could keep going, and you started me on a whole nother topic, and I'm like, let's talk about. Oh,
1: we got crumbles, don't you yeah, worry.
0: <laughs> crumbles. We're crumbles. Um, all right, so we talked about Susan Friedman and how amazing she is, and how she is yes, pedestal. I will say that she's just
1: and and even if you know if you're a trainer listening or or you're a pet parent listening, check out behaviorworks.org and yeah. just kind of you know go through some of the things. They have free handouts. Uh, behaviorworks.org is Susan Friedman wants to put information out there about behavior and understanding it.
0: So check it out. I mean, you don't have to be a trainer to, to look at it. Absolutely. And I will say, I mean, it's hard to disagree with what you see on there because it's science. Whereas when yeah. with other trainers we send you to or recommend or even just mention, it's a lot easier to say, yes, but I like doing it this way. And neither one of you are wrong. And please stop telling others they're wrong. You know, it's, yeah. it's really, yeah. I wanted to just come out here and he, and let people hear my frustration. Cause I know yeah. that a lot of my colleagues are frustrated. I know, Camille, you're frustrated. This is yeah. just annoying in the dog. It doesn't
1: have to be this way. No. it does
0: not have to be this way. We just want to have conversations. And yes, we're going to be wrong sometimes. And yes, other people are going to be wrong sometimes. And every client is a study of one. So finding out what that works and looks like. If I had the same client Camille had, the working training plan would look slightly different. And I say slightly because I think Mm -hmm. we use a lot of the same techniques. Yeah, we probably do. But with that said, it would look slightly different. And there's nothing wrong with that. So we all need to be more forgiving for ourselves. And yeah, kettle black, I get it. I have been talking about self-doubt this entire podcast and I will continue to <laughs> try to work on it. I am in therapy. <laughs> <To> be <better. laughs> um, but this is this is the name of the game. We all have to put one foot in front of the other and find a way to keep surviving. And hopefully- Oh yeah, absolutely. If we, I think we could all
1: help dogs better if we could just all have a conversation and talk about stuff instead of vilifying each other and and finding the wrong things with each other
0: well Um, I love what you just said but can we go a step further in the sense of we could all help dogs better but think someone listening to this podcast right now I want you to think how much stress your dog causes in your life right now mm -hmm. and think about the subtle I want to say subtle. I I do nothing subtly. Think about some of the key points you might have taken out of this podcast where you're like, that makes sense. Those right. things make everything else easier if you just kind of that's right. take your key run. points.
1: Yeah, yeah. Take your key points. Take what 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 resonates with you and the way you think and and see how it applies. I, I think that's so important.
0: Yeah, and, and really, and, and put just even putting attention to my dog exhausts me. Like mm-hmm. the day I had a little outburst when I saw my Duke bill, my Duke energy bill, and Pluto saw it and he avoided me for probably another 30 minutes after that. And I felt like shit because my dog oh. was avoiding me because I scared him.
1: So, and, you know, our conversation we had right before, right when this started yeah. and, and I was really, really sad. Um, My dog could hear the strain in my voice and she left the room. Yes. She got up and went, and she laid in my no, bedroom. Did, I could see her go up there. Yourself,
0: do you resent her for not being on your lap and being a service dog and be like, hey, let me help you? Because what the hell, man? No. <laughs> she's not a
1: service dog. I've never taught her to come to me when, you know, when she's upset, you know?
0: Yeah. And she came back.
1: Funny. She came back. But, you know, I felt terrible for thinking, you know, okay, I just need to not have my little piss, my little um, hissy bits.
0: <laughs> and that's not realistic, though, right? Right. Like, that real I, life. I mean, granted, the part about I, real life. I, Granted, the, you work on mental skills and coping mechanisms so that the information do, your hears isn't as intense and your body doesn't react, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> with that said, if you beat yourself up because you felt this way and your dog responded that way, now you want to do less with your dog. And right. I want to bring energy to that so that people can just hear the more you beat yourself up in these situations and the less you just go, let me just feed and have fun with my dog and play with my dog the longer you're going to stay in this stupid, annoying depression. Like a a funk. Yeah. Yeah, I use depression as a very loose label right now. It's not like, yeah, but Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that that is really important for people and me to be kind to myself and remember that life is hard. I had a bad day and the fact that Pluto avoided me for 30 minutes doesn't mean my dog hates me for the rest of his life. Right. Absolutely. Maybe it's just like, you know,
1: giving each other space like with your partner
0: yeah boundaries just
1: give each other space a little bit yep yep just you know, to hey, I, funny you funny. a hard time that. have some quiet time and then let's get together when you calm down a little bit when you feel better
0: and and i've been thinking about this more because i want to teach clients how to create those boundaries for themselves right mm-hmm. we do it at mealtimes when we tell clients you can put your dog in a crate yes do with the same song voice it's not punishment but we want to say, if you do not have the wherewithal to train while you're eating, which who does put your dog in a crate so you don't have to worry about it. Right. Like that just like, or if you've had a bad
1: day and you're in a bad mood, don't train. Yeah. Go for a walk. Do you know, go read your book if you want to, but don't train. Don't expect something from your dog with your temperament that you're in you know right. what i mean
0: and you know honestly if you have an adolescent border collie rent a sniff spot sniffspot.com. they are not paying us for this at this point but hey yeah. we're open um i love I love sniff spot i really i went to one in lancaster that was four acres did you and had a <gasps> pop- no we brought our, our our um collie ball and we let just put a go to town no. Oh, I'd love that. Yeah. Oh, now, the time cool. he did go swimming in it and he did act when Pluto gets stomach aches, the whole world is ending. And if he ever drinks <laughs> pond water for the next day or two, he is just like a little more tired. Oh, yeah. Uh, so he did have that kind of effect um at the yeah. time there. But honestly, it was lovely. Oh, that's wonderful. And if you like going somewhere and reading a book, Rent a sniff spot, take your dog off leash, let them explore the area and read a book. It's an hour. of You have nothing to do for an hour and don't be. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. So much. Yeah. Coming up. And let me start this with, we don't always agree with everything we hear from every speaker. But to not mention the educational opportunity would be a disservice to you. We truly believe that everyone has something valuable to share. So we are going to try to bring you educational offerings from anyone we see, deem educational.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if we, we feel like it's good, safe education, you know? Yeah. Okay. I, don't, I don't want to put too much judgment on who we our place. present, and
0: who we don't. Sometimes it's just, yeah. we heard about it. Sometimes exactly. It's just like,
1: Oh yeah, that's happening.
0: Yeah. And honestly, like how we, know, we've enjoyed in the past. If it, If it's fun for everyone is talking about it, you know? So mm-hmm. if, Someone following this podcast goes to a future announcement that we say and you're like, that was not anything that you guys like doing. Let us know. Cause it's really great information that we'd like That's to know. Good about.
1: information. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I believe it's running the third through the fifth of May. All right. And what are we talking about? So IAABC Foundation is offering the the 2024 conference this year Mm -hmm. is going to be in
1: May it's going to be in Asheville North Carolina oh and they're going to have another equine day um some special events like so last year they had a an equine day where we um like a whole group of people went to literally to a farm where we worked with horses Mm -hmm. and stuff um there was another one that went to the zoo Mm -hmm. Um, and there was
0: another one that went to shelter. There was a shelter track. That was really cool. So full disclosure, Camille and I volunteer for the IAABC foundation, which is Mm -hmm. the international association of animal behavior consultants. Um, and we will have a lot of shameless plugs there because we really do love what the foundation is bringing to the dog world. we do
1: believe in what they're doing and, and the foundation itself is all about education and kelly and i are all about education so it yeah. kind of just resonates with us
0: well i mean honestly how can't you be how can you be in this field and not want to know if what you're doing is up to date because think about it it's any field Yeah. If you're, if you're a doctor, if you're a lawyer, if
1: you're a teacher, if you're anything, you got to stay on top of what's going on.
0: Constantly learning. Good for, thank you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't want people to think it's, you know, that we're like tooting our own horn or anything. We're supposed to do this. We're supposed to do continuing education. That's what makes us leaders in our field because we're struggling constantly to find new information, make sure we're doing everything the way we should be doing And,
0: and teaching our clients that it's a huge, huge deal number to do this. And that makes it difficult. Yeah. Brene Brown, I think she put it best where she said that the answer of overwhelm when your body starts feeling overwhelmed is nothingness. And Mm -hmm. that just validates how I feel when I'm overwhelmed. I really just want to cuddle in a corner, Mm -hmm. you know, and just watch right now we're binging below deck, which talk about some. Mindless TV. My husband loves loves that show. Like he swears by that show. Mindless TV. (laughs) (laughs) And we we talk about because Bree is a master's in animal and um marriage and family counseling. So yeah, behavior because it's just fun for us. That is so
1: funny. Well, Pete's oh my god, us. Oh (laughs) yeah, Pete's gonna love that you watch you
0: guys watch that.
1: I can't watch it because all they do is yell. They yell at each other. Mm-hmm.
0: Every sentence they say is yelling, and, and I'm just like, sometimes it's a lot of children of like, why are why are you acting this way? And just yeah. like you're got to look back and why are you acting this way? But,
1: but I, you know, I also value peace opinion. I think he, I think you know he sees a lot of good stuff in it. So,
0: but not even that, like just validate needing some mindless activities for everyone.
1: Absolutely,
0: being able to shut off your brain. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how like I was in a funk today, and I started watching. Deck, and I stopped forgetting I was in a phone because I was just watching. Oh, the nice! You know, nice. Yep. Works. and we're gonna yes. keep off, so we're gonna circle around and close this episode one of the. All right, podcast. thank you for it's wonderful. Oh my gosh, Camila, this, this is has fun. been
1: fantastic. Absolutely, yeah, it's been fantastic.
0: Like I mentioned, our next episode we'll talk about um, you are your own pedestal and what fills your emotional cup. That is a analogy alert from sarah owings and we'll be discussing that next podcast our goal let's do it every week and Mm -hmm. this is still episode one so if that's not the case when you're listening to it now hey plans change (laughs) (laughs) bear with us (laughs) have a great rest of your week everyone be kind to yourself and please just be kind to yourself be
1: kind to yourself it helps you be kind to others and it makes the whole world a little bit easier for everybody absolutely thanks camille
0: have a uh-huh.
1: great gathering. Have a great week guys.